Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the EG Property Podcast. I'm your host for this recording, EG Editor Sam McClary. This episode was recorded as part of our Future of Sheffield event and comes in two parts, you lucky, lucky bunch. Uh, first up is a short keynote interview with Alexis Quachi, Chief Executive of the Sheffield Property Association. We talk about how the city has coped during the COVID-19 pandemic and what it's doing to make sure it enters 2021 on a strong footing. And if this discussion whets your appetite to hear more about the future of Sheffield and what is giving the city some heart going forward, be sure to listen in to our second in these podcasts, available, of course, on all of your favourite podcast players. Thanks to our partners on the event, Shoesmith, Scarborough Group International and Sheffield Property Association, and to you in advance for listening. Which I better let you get on with. Here's Alexis and myself talking all things Sheffield. Enjoy. Joining me is Alexis Crouchy, who is Chief Executive of the Sheffield Property Association. And Alexis is going to give us a little bit of a lowdown of, of where Sheffield has has been during this pandemic. It's been where it's always been, I suppose, uh, and uh, and how it is preparing to, to come out of um, what has been a quite a year for all of us in in the UK and around the world, how it's going to come out of that, that stronger, even more confident. Tell us a little bit about how Sheffield has been coping during this pandemic. Coping is a good word. I think like every location on earth, we we watched with mouths opened as the Chinese built a hospital in a week and then wondered whether or not this would actually impact on us. And then we looked at Italy and we thought about half term and people skiing. And then before you knew it, everybody was uh, running around and, and looking to leave their offices and thinking about pandemics and PPE. In Sheffield, it, uh, I don't think we've been uh, in a particularly different situation than anywhere else in the UK. What we have been doing is really working together very well as a city. Uh, in the hours where it became obvious that we were going to be facing a full lockdown, and what we now know to be the, the worst economic downturn in 300 years. The, the local authority, the mayoral combined authority, Dan Jarvis, the mayor, uh, private sector bodies such as the Sheffield Property Association, the Chamber of Commerce, our company of cutlers, we came together and really did build an infrastructure that served us well over the last seven months. That's been focused around two primary pieces of work. One is developing a city region renewal plan, knowing that at some point, like every pandemic, pandemics pass eventually so we've got to be ready uh, to bounce back and and to build back better to coin uh, to take a phrase Uh, we also within the city uh, created a business response group uh, and that group has been meeting clockwork every week uh, bringing the private sector and the public sector together to not only deal with the immediate impacts of providing relief to impacted sectors but starting to think more meaningfully about the city that we want to uh, build coming out of this situation So what's been happening in Sheffield? Collaboration. I've been in Sheffield for 15 years now. I grew up in the city. Uh, I've never seen the the amount of collaboration that's going on right now. So if there's a silver lining to a pandemic, it's the fact that it's brought the city together from the uh, the highest levels right down to uh, grassroots organisations pulling together. And and with that collaboration, it's great to see people coming together. And I think that is a 
a hopefully a lasting lesson that we take from from this pandemic. Can you talk us through as well, perhaps maybe some of the some of the challenges that that Sheffield has faced and and how through collaboration you are overcoming those challenges? It's a good question. Challenges they've come in a variety of different ways. In the short term, uh, in Sheffield, forty six percent of the population uh, can work remotely with the right technology. So, uh, and I think we're seeing this across the north of England, is if you look at the data in the southeast, uh, a large proportion of the working population can work remotely. Uh, in Sheffield, uh, we still have to keep our economy going. Uh, we have a very strong and vibrant manufacturing base. So we've had to work well with a lot of different companies to help them to be COVID secure uh, and to keep working uh, because some of our most advanced manufacturing you can't do in bedrooms and you can't do in dining rooms you know companies like Boeing and McLaren uh, who have been invested in the city for a number of years they've they've really been focused on how they uh, trade through the pandemic the other challenge is, is unapologetically figuring out what is temporary and what is permanent and by that I mean uh, it's very difficult to say with any certainty what the post-pandemic world is going to look like. There's lots of assertions out there, there's lots of predictions, but really as, as city leadership zeroing in on those things that we're going to have to think more meaningfully about. That said, I'm really quite interested in the realities that I think uh, our challenge in Sheffield is going to be explaining to the wider world why some of the fundamentals of our city are, are going to be more attractive in the post-COVID world. Uh, we've all seen in Western Europe, in North America, how important open space is uh, and how much it is really important to health and well-being for people to be able to get out and about. For the last five years, we've talked about Sheffield being the outdoor city. It is. 60% uh, of this city is green space. A third of this city is in the Peak District National Park. Our challenge is making sure that that story is heard loudly and proudly around the world. And I think it's a story that people are going to be increasingly tuning into. And that, that I suppose, brings us to how we move forward into 2021 and, and beyond. And there is, we are seeing this desire among, among people to want to be want to be outside, want to be somewhere where they can have more more space. And perhaps this is a huge opportunity for 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 Sheffield and for and for many other of the the regional cities that have have space, are you hoping and are you working towards attracting people, um, perhaps perhaps from London or or places where there isn't so much um, uh, lovely outside outside space to to the city? And are there going to be the the opportunities there, the jobs, the the places to to work, the the access to that wonderful Peak District? There's a lot in that question. Let me try and unpack it a little bit. So <laughs> one thing that's really struck a lot of our residential developers over the over the months and the agents that they work with is uh, really quite quickly at the start of the pandemic, they did start to see a lot of Internet traffic from London and the inquiries that we've been getting in the residential sector have been coming from those people thinking about what middleweight tier two cities in the north of England. And I'm sure Sheffield not, is not the exception to that. There'll be other, we are seeing a shift of, of interest in people thinking about, do I really want to commute an hour? Do I really want to live in a densely populated, uh, expensive city or is there a better quality of life I can enjoy elsewhere? Uh, 
we talk a lot about, don't we now, working from home, but really that's also precipitating the thought of working from anywhere. You, you can have a job in New York now and work from Sheffield. You could do that before the pandemic, but the realities of this pandemic is that's drawn our focus to that reality. Uh, in terms of are there the jobs, is the demand? That's always a constant uh, topic of conversation in any city like Sheffield's. I think what I'm really clear about is occupiers, investors, developers are seeing the long-term potential of the city. Uh, quietly but surely during the pandemic, we've carried on with a lot of the preeminent schemes in the city. Uh, in the spring, Legal and General have invested 100 million in West Bar. Uh, we're seeing the continuation of Heart of the City, the, the scheme being brought forward by the City Council with their strategic development partner, Queensbury. John Lewis, it, it, with everything that's going on in the wider economy, John Lewis committed to maintaining their flagship store in the city centre. CMS, the sixth largest law firm in the, in the world, have, have committed to occupying 40,000 square foot in heart of the city. So we're seeing a real identification of our city centre, which I think will serve as well. Uh, for those people who have had the opportunity to visit Sheffield in recent years and those who are thinking of coming, uh, when they arrive, you'll continue to see amazing public realm, which is starting to stitch that all together. Uh, we we have a scheme here which we call the Greater Green, which has really brought the, the natural environment into the heart of the city centre. So I, what I think really we'll see over the coming years is as being more confident in, in turning the outdoor city into reality. There are... Without a doubt, there are some people who say just talking about being an outdoor city is just a marketing ploy. It's really not. It's central to everything that we are as a city. And you're starting to see that evident in a lot of the built environment, uh, both in the city centre, but also in our district centres. And I know that later in our, our conversation with our, our panel, we'll talk a little bit about um, uh, net zero and the, cl the climate challenge. And I know that that is, is something that that um, Sheffield has a has a big role to play in as well. But the um, you know t this morning is all about the future of Sheffield. So I I suppose my final question for you would be, what is the future of Sheffield for for you, and what role does um, the wonderful world of real estate and the built environment have to play in making sure that that Sheffield really um, takes advantage of that future. I think there's two words that I'd use to define the future. First one's change and the second one's confidence. Change is coming and change is good. Uh, we will welcome a new chief executive to the city council in January, Kate Josephs. Uh, now in the public domain, uh, the leader of the council, Councillor Julie Dore, who, who's done some tremendous work over the last nine years, uh, ha has decided to resign and retire. Uh, so we'll see a new leader of the council. Uh, I'm recording this ahead of the election. Uh, Whoever uh, is appointed as the new leader of the council, I think it's a seminal moment. It's very rare that a city of Sheffield size will see a new chief executive and a new leader appointed at the same time. That's going to bring change. Uh, it's difficult to predict what that change is, but change is good. Uh, the confidence comes from the fact that, and I'll go back to the, uh, the first point that I made in this interview, is that uh, there is confidence because there's a level of collaboration now between the private sector and the public sector that uh, many have not seen before. Some of our largest investors have commented on that. And so what we're going to see in 2021 and 2022 is like every other city and every other town in, in the UK and the Western world, we're going to be thinking about recovery and renewal after the pandemic. Uh, but we're going to be in a position where we're working a lot more closely together. That will, I'm very clear, drive investment. Uh, 
there's a lot of opportunity in the city and we have an ability now to harness that and to generate interest because of this reality that we are the outdoor city. The last point I make is uh, the property association with, that I'm representing, we were founded four years ago with a very simple uh, vision to help make Sheffield greater, better and more beautiful. Uh, our members now own over four billion pounds worth of assets in the city. Uh, doesn't mean that we are head and shoulders the most important uh, organisation in the city, but what it means is there's a real drive amongst the built environment community to help leave a positive legacy in Sheffield. And so, I, yeah, without a doubt, 2020 has been challenging. There's been some really dark moments, for, I think, for people at an individual level and, and at a corporate level. Uh, but as we start to think about vaccines, as we start to think about post-pandemic uh, world, we're really confident in Sheffield. Uh, we, we are a bit of a sleeping giant, and uh, I'm pretty confident that uh, next year people are going to hear a lot more about the momentum that the city has got. Fantastic. Alexis, thank you so much for, for sharing your views on the city. Greater, um, better and, and more beautiful. I think that's a, that's a goal for us all, isn't it? Uh, it's certainly one for me. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the EG Property Podcast. We hope you found the content insightful and helpful. If you'd like more of the same and to keep up with all the latest news, views, analysis and research that the EG Group has to provide, be sure to sign up to all of our property podcasts and subscribe to Radius Data Exchange for unlimited access to all of our content and comprehensive commercial real estate data.